Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my co-host has returned, Jazzy Fiddle! I gave you a big one this week, buddy. What the hell was that? That was your name. Do you always do that? No. This is the first I've, time ever. I've been gone so far, so so far. So far, yeah. I was, You're I still was gone. far, and I have been gone a long time. I also would like to thank our producer, me, and Testonomics. I ate my food way too fast, and I got a tummy ache now. <laughs> I, did like, I didn't realize thing. that I had a tummy ache for the last 28 minutes, but as soon as we went <laughs> silent for a second, I started listening to my tummy, and I'm like, I got a tummy ache right now. Tummy ache. All right, well... Testonomics taking care of the Twitch video today. Twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media. Tune in every Monday, 7 p.m. A little late today, but still, you, you get the idea. The, the Deadite is not here today. Um, I think you all knew there was a issue, um, contract issue with some some uh, some things he wanted and uh, didn't happen. So here we are, running three-man crew. That's all I got to say. Not going to go any further into that, but welcome to episode 2.30 brought to you by patreon.com slash gamezilla media as a patron your contribution goes to the continued support and growth of this fine company gamezilla media with five unique levels of access starting for just one dollar a month the more you contribute the more Exclusive access that you will get to all of your favorite GameZilla Media shows. Like on this show, you get to vote in weekly polls to determine what we talk about. That's right. You decide what we say. It's like a teleprompter, but way cooler. Plus, your contribution goes to a great cause, GameZilla Media. We just received a donation, and it said, I have to say that they regret Jazzy Fiddle's back. Yeah, well... We thank you for your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that was my donation. Weird. That's strange. I don't Super remember weird. doing that. Who is Grimlock? Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. All right. On today's episode of GameZilla Podcast, we're going to talk about Rockstar listens to their employees, Treyarch does DLC right, and Atari is not the only retro system on the comeback. All this and more on episode 230 of the GameZilla Podcast. Let's get into some team talk. And I already forgot the button. Someone help It's me. seven. It's, it's isn't it seven? seven? Yeah. Welcome to team talk, everybody. Oh, thank we're you. We're going to slide right over to Testonomics because he's got a very special part to this. Ooh. And um, we're going to let him ride with it. So, Testonomics, not your gaming moment of the week. So, as we can see... We do not have the Deadite as Grimlock already said, but he did have a gaming moment of the week that he wanted to share with everybody. I don't know why we're allowing him to do this. He quit. 
yeah, but you know, it was just, you know, unions and mm. he paid his dues good for point, the month. Good point. So, yeah, yeah. Lawsuits. Um, lawsuits. That's the big thing. Yeah. Um, so what we've done is he was streaming um, as part of the Gamezilla Media stream team on twitch.tv slash night, And he had a moment during the game Friday the 13th where he was but a, a lone... What are they called? Counts counselors? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counselor, camp counselor. Camp counselor. And our very own Grimlock appropriately playing the role of Jason may or may not have found him. So let's take a look at Deadite's reaction. Or is it? I, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. The music is freaking me out. <laughs> Oh god, it's Jason! Oh god! Jump out the window! Jump out the window! Oh no! He was in the house! Oh god! How hurt does he get jumping out the window like that? I out of a room and I saw all hurt enough. I'm dead. Damn! Oh, it doesn't show you killing him? Hey, Deadite, guess who just killed you, man? <laughs> oh, you were, Jason? Yeah! <laughs> oh, you are a liar. I would have never told you that information about where I was or what I was doing. Oh, so you cheated? Oh, wait, it's better. I had your stream up, fool. His stream sniped him! stream sniped him, man! Oh, yeah, it was great. That's why I was really confused how I killed you. Oh, man. <laughs> you cheat ass bitch. Hey, listen, let me just bring it. this music man. back up, okay? Ah, stream sniper yeah, felt good. Yeah. Stream sniper felt good. By the way, we're going to have to edit that whole clip into this audio because yeah, that did not record. Yeah, we don't know what happened there, but luckily it everybody... came through the Toshiba was the problem. Oh, that was my bad then, yeah, but yeah. I didn't see that beforehand. So yeah. we'll fix it. We'll try yeah, to fix we'll, it. we'll do something. Anyways... Uh, yeah, so we got to play some of that, and we were both counselors, and then he's finally like, oh, are you Jason? I'm like, nope, not Jason. <laughs> totally was Jason. <laughs> Wasn't streaming. He was. Found him and had it. And the best part was, I wish I was streaming so you guys could see my point of view. Right. I creep up the stairs, and and you get creepy music when, when you're the counselor and he gets near you. So he's like freaking out, and I turn the corner and... <laughs> Just watch him run and just jump out a two-story window <laughs> and fall to what I thought was his death. So I quickly run downstairs. I don't even get to do a finishing move on him. I, I have to just one hit him down. And I was like, well, that was that was better than I expected. But yeah, watching Dead I like I hope he streams that game again for you guys, because watching him play that is um he gets so stressed out. Like, so stressed out. It's it's amusing. Anyways. I've always wanted to play that game. It looks fun. Yeah, it's um, not. It's not? Yeah, it, there's a reason why it was free. <laughs> well, it, it, I would have been so mad if I paid money for this game. It's just hard because it, it's it's a co-op game, so it's already it's hard as nails to try to play with people you don't know because you need to work together to survive, and the pacing is extremely slow mm -hmm. until Jason gets super-powered, then he just wipes the whole map if you haven't been able to do it by now. I watched a ton of people stream. It's cool, um, but Deadite makes the stream worth watching yeah. because he's on pins and needles. The second that the game starts, he's like, mm, I'm going to die. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a good time with friends, but uh, overall, it's it's pretty it's pretty rough, pretty rough game. 
Uh, Testonomics, why don't you just keep it going, Game of Moment of the Week. So, as most of you know, with the exception of having a PC that I don't use, my only console that I play regularly is the Nintendo Switch, which... What? I didn't know that. The, shut up. Based on the community, I don't play a lot of multiplayer games just because normally I'm doing my own thing. But then after my stream on uh, Friday, I got a message from one of the fans of the show, one of our patrons, Doge Lord. He's like, you want a game? I'm like, uh, like you want to play Minecraft? He's like, yeah. Like, okay. So about 8 o'clock on Friday, I get into Minecraft. Ninja Carter gets into Minecraft. The Glitch gets into Minecraft. Everybody's having a good time. And then I remember like why I stopped playing it because it's not as much fun when I can't just duplicate everything and we're like actually having to earn stuff. Hmm. That's what I liked about the game. <laughs> so I get on the internet and I search to see, <laughs> is there it. a way to duplicate stuff in the current version of the Bedrock Edition? Come to find out there is, and it works much quicker than the previous method to the point where we could duplicate these wings that you find in a very specific part of end in the end game. And so all of a sudden we went from having one set of wings to having four or five chests full of wings. And then I think it was Ninja Carter let us know that if you use a firework, you can continuously fly. You never lose altitude. So then Doge crafted me, I don't know, six or seven fireworks. And then we ended up with two or three chests full of fireworks. And I think at one point, so we played from... 8 o'clock to 2.30 in the morning, right? (laughs) And I think there was one part where, because we're filling out our maps now because we're flying all over the map, there had to be one part that was probably no less than 90 minutes of me and the glitch and Doge just flying around the map because it's so fast and it's just wild because you're just flying, but it was to the point where the Minecraft roam couldn't keep up because there was different people getting into different like Minecraft chunks at the same time that it would all it'd stutter and then all of a sudden we just hit the wall and be like, where are we at now? And uh, yeah, so Minecraft's alive based on this glitch that uh, we were able to execute and uh, it works super well. Super well. You can duplicate an, enchi- an entire chest worth of... Uh, of items in the amount of time it would take to duplicate uh, just one item. Oh, I'm super <sighs> glad that I saw them on and was like, hmm, maybe I'll hop on and see what's going on in there. And I need Nintendo Online in order to play in the <laughs> realm, so I don't have Nintendo Online and wasn't buying it for Minecraft, so I'm not playing. Yeah, the second that you would have jumped on and you, I mean, we were we were having a fun time, you would have been like, what's going on, guys? Oh, we just flying all over the map? We also took, a, I don't know, seven or eight stacks of TNT and put it in a mountain and blew up the mountain. Just obliterated the mountain. And I died. And I think then, like, so everybody died. Because you got TNT flying everywhere. It was TNT Mountain. It was wild. It was a good time. Minecraft's not dead until I find something else to play. <laughs> <laughs> Jazzy Fiddle Gaming Moment of the Week. Ah, uh, well, I was as big of a sucker as you were. And uh, you, you forced my hand into buying Call of Duty Black Ops 4. <laughs> I had a because reason. I was told I have to play. I had a very good reason. Your reason was we're getting the squad, the OG squad, back together. You, me, Five Mile Rick, and Spidey 2KX, the I- old OG four man squad from Division and Destiny, and you name the game. We we've always ran this this OG squad. Yep. And uh, we were going to play some Blackout, which is the um, Battle Royale version of Call of Duty. Yep. And uh, so I'm um, all right. Let's give it. A, let's give it a whirl. I hate Call of Duty. They loaded me into some multiplayer and said you need to get your gun hot. And which, I get that gun after hot. about three rounds, I said we're playing Blackout now, or else I'm leaving. 
because I'm awful. <laughs> you gotta at get Call better, man. You have to practice. Uh, I practice dying a lot, and I was get really to good just at it. Be good. <laughs> But uh, we loaded into Blackout. We were running some four-man squads or quads, I believe they call it in this game. And uh, we were doing really well. We were getting top five, like, almost every time. Yeah. Um, it's super comfortable. I did not play PUBG on the Xbox, all right? I was told about the controls <laughs> of you. it. And that instantly turned me off because, and Deadite's probably going to give me some crap for this, but I I couldn't play Mortal Kombat X or XX or XL because I couldn't do the combos. Like my hands don't hit that button combination fast enough in order to perform the moves. So when you were telling me about the button combos you had to press in PUBG, I was like, "Yep, this sounds like Mortal Kombat all over again. I'm not playing it." So I was a little worried about this game mode in in Black Ops. But everything is so smooth. The game mode is actually slowed down a lot from the multiplayer, so I can actually see people to kill them. And it just it works the way that I want a Battle Royale to work on a console. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a great experience on the console for sure. And I'm glad you like it because the real reason I had you buy it was I really was enjoying the game. But Spidey works, you know, midnights or whatever. He works second shift, so... Uh, during the week, we don't play games together, mm-hmm. and then you know Rick picked it up, and and Rick has a more normal schedule where I get to actually, uh, you know, get to game with him. But he's also very busy, so I was like, man, if I get Jazzy to buy it, <laughs> there's somebody that'll game during the week with me, and then during the weekend we run the squats, and uh, that so that was my like own personal reason where I was like, I think I get Jazzy to buy this game, and then that way, you know, Monday through Monday through Thursday. I have someone to game with, but yeah, and uh, so I guess my my overall moment of the week would be on Sunday. Um, everybody's off doing their things. Spidey hit me up, uh, well, hit all of us up, and said, "Hey, I'm going to run some matches before work." Um, I hopped on. You guys uh, were busy, and uh, we were running some duos, and we ended up getting our first victory or first place finish. I forget what they call it in this game, but it's um, just a victory. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. <laughs> To say, like, we were yelling after it, like, cheering out loud. Let me, and let me guess. This was heart this was racing. Spidey. This was Spidey. Like, Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Yeah, I ended up killing the last guy. So I don't really know the situation he was in because he kind of went off to the left and I was stuck on the right. I had this guy pinned down behind a rock. Well, he took out this other guy on the other side and he's like we're down to one left we're down to one left I took the other one out and the guy popped out from behind the rock and I took him out so he was like that's a boy Jazzy that's it let's go and I was like okay dude that was like my, my only kill the whole game like, so so let me ask you this question because I got one win in duos and it happened to be with, with Spidey as well how many kills did Spidey have uh, he had eight and I had four Oh, and you had four. Yeah, we okay. had we had a, it was a little had a more good round, a little more balanced because he had twelve, and I had one, <laughs> but we won, so it didn't <laughs> he's matter. Super good at the yeah. game. Now, mind you, he stole nine of those yeah. from me, and he will admit to it for once. But still, this is we. Uh, he's a good. He's so a good we, person yeah. to to make a run. We with. landed at the train station. We must have played like seven matches, right? We landed at the train station every time. And we always, like, came out of the train station defeating anybody else that came in there. And, like, our loadouts were great. We had all these good weapons. And then we'd get up to, like, top five. And then we'd get, we'd get 
beat, you know? Yeah. And I was like, man, what are we going to do? So <laughs> he's like, man, I got one more game before uh, I have to go to work. And I was like, all right. So we fall down train station like we normally do, and we got pushed the fuck out of train station. I ended up be- killing one guy, and another two teams came around. They killed me. He was able to sneak around, get me up, and he's like, let's just run. Let's just run. So we just booked it <laughs> out of the train station to the circle. Couldn't find anything in any of the houses that we were basically running to to wherever we were going towards the end of the game, and we were loaded out like shit. We had, like, a shotgun and some crappy <laughs> auto rifles that had no scopes, no equipment on them or anything, and then we end up getting a victory L off of that. That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. <laughs> All right, well, I uh, I also enjoyed the uh, the quads that we played of Call of Duty Blackout. That was a lot of fun, and I'm glad that we got the uh, OG squad running again, but... Um, you know, I'm not gonna pick the same thing that Jazzy did. So my bat, my uh, my gaming moment of the week would probably be actually I got back into like game hunting. So I I collect video games. A lot of people know this. I have over two thousand now in my collection. So um, just a couple. Yeah, just a just a few. But I kind of fell out like because I because I have so many games. I don't there's like I don't know what I'm like what I want. Right? Like there's not those games where I'm like I'm looking for this. Um, but I realized that I want to kind of shift and I kind of want to work towards I want complete in box of this series. And that's when, because uh, at work, Invalid ID is uh, my buddy, and he has been going on this, this handheld just crate. Like, the dude's worse than me right now. He's like every day finding new deals on Facebook Marketplace and back alleys, you know, with, with weird favors so that you get Game Boy Micros and all sorts of weird stuff. But... It's been a good thing because now I'm back into it. And I'm like, oh man, I, uh, you know what? I, uh, he's like, I got this mint Pokemon Soul Silver. I'm talking mint in the outer shell with the Poke Walker, every insert. And he brings it into work just to show me. I'm like, my God, that thing is beautiful. He's like, well, I'm going to get rid of it. And I was like, wait, what? Why are you going to get rid of it? You just bought it. He's like, well, I bought it because it's a good deal. I'm like, well, I want it. So he sells it to me for a good deal. Very good deal. Thank you, sir. And because of it, he basically downward spiraled me into this Pokemon like, well, now I need every Pokemon game complete in the box. <laughs> oh, no. So over the last, I'd say, five days, that's right, five days, Ugh. I now am only missing five Pokemon games complete in the box, and that starts at Pokemon Red and Blue original all the way to the 3DS current generation. I'm missing five. So uh, I've been hard at work running around the local stores, checking out eBay, Facebook, Marketplace, wherever I can get them, and it's been a lot of fun. Because of that, I've been as I've been going around, I've been playing Pokemon Go, and because of Pokemon Go, I now started a fresh run of, well, not a fresh run, the first run ever of uh, Pokemon Ultra Moon. Ugh. Yeah, so, Ugh. which means I dusted off my 3DS and actually am using it again, and it feels good. I'm really into Pokemon, which then now is, of course, getting me very excited for Pokemon Let's Go uh, on the new Switch that my wife pre-ordered me. So, um, all that being said, having a lot of fun collecting again, and it's kind of pushed me in this new zone of, like, when I'm done with the Pokemon games, when I have these last five, then I'm going to shift, and I think I want to try to get all my Mega Man games 
uh, boxes, right? Because I have all I have Mega Man what one through seven, uh, X one, X two, and so I'd like to start boxing those. But uh, yeah, so I think that's what I'm gonna start working on is completing some of my collection versus just having loose. And uh, that's all thanks to Invalid ID. The only other thing he picked up that I just want to give him a shout out is this man found, I think, the nicest 20th anniversary Game Boy Micro Famicom Edition imported from Japan, found in, found someone here that had it. This thing looks like, I touched it today, okay? And I believe I was the first human being to ever lay hands on it. That's how new and perfect this thing looks. The box is like, 9 out of 10. The system is a 10 out of 10. Every insert inside of it is a 10 out of 10. This thing is gorgeous, and it had me uh, super jealous. So he now has one thing in his collection that I will kill someone for. So you just call it in. Call it in. Invalid. Whoever you need taken out, you know what it's going to cost you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, don't pick me. Um, I did fire up my micro, which is a uh, piece of garbage compared to his, and I started a fresh run of Golden Sun, and that was a lot of fun. Mm. If you haven't played Golden Sun for the Game Boy Advance, man, love that. I forgot how much I love that game. But that's what we're playing. We want to know what you are playing. Head on over to our Discord channel. You can join for free by going to gameslittlemedia.com, scrolling down and clicking the giant Discord button. Join for free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. Hop in that Nintendo chat, tag at InvalidID, and tell him you want to see pictures of this Game Boy Micro because I'm telling you guys, it is unreal. This thing is 13 years old. It looks brand new. Oh, my God. Jesus. I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. I got to leave. I got to leave. I got I to gotta go. I got to go look for one. Now, you said you were starting to play Pokemon Ultra, Ultra Moon. Ultra Moon. That game Ultra reminds Sun showed up me. Today. That game reminds me a lot of Pokemon Sun and Moon. <laughs> yes, yes, it does, right? But the advantage is, so here's what I've been told. There's why I wanted to play it. I was told I didn't like Pokemon Sun and Moon because it was a very slow start and it was very sluggish. And I and Ultra, you bypass all that, or you can bypass all that. You so can bypass a lot of it. A lot of it. So like for me, that was the reason why I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give this a try. A, because I, I'm kind of in the mood to play Pokemon again, and B, because I do not want to fire up Sun or Moon again and have to go through the whole beginning of that weird forced tutorial garbage. So, I've played Pokemon before. Let me go, okay? Put me in the wild and let me catch. Anyways, um, yeah, that's what we're playing. I already told you how you can let us know what you're playing. We're going to move on to the news. And I don't know what button that is. Is it two? Is it three? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with two. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. Alexander, what about this monster story of yours? Downloading. <laughs> See, that I, your job's not that hard, fool. All right, we got some news. Topic number one, we have... Oh, oh. Oh, oh, you're just holding up one. I thought you were yeah, like, one. hey, pause, pause. No, nope, Topic number one. one. In the wake of the Red Dead 2 crunch discussion, Rockstar Office now has changed its tune. What? That's right. So, 
Let's dive right into this. Um, this is an article from IGN by Jesse Wade uh, surrounding the uh, controversy of Rockstar employees working mandatory 100-hour work weeks during the development of Red Dead Redemption 2, a UK-based a UK office, Rockstar Lincoln has de- decided to switch their system of mandatory overtime to voluntary. This is according to Kotaku. Uh, Kotaku originally broke the news uh, from six sources that was told differently from Rockstar's head of publishing that overtime was never mandatory, but it was part of a system that involved requesting and scheduling overtime by bosses, but that employees could always say no. But this is this is interesting here. So that's not mandatory. <laughs> right. Well, if you assume, if you feel like you can't say no, it's not it's not mandatory. But but let me let me finish here. Um, so. Though the conversations we've been having, it is uh, through the conversation we've been having, it is clear to us that the requested scheduled overtime felt like an obligation to some, if not many, of the team. Um, they, we therefore spoke to them to make sure it was clear that the OT is not mandatory. This was quoted. But the decision is a direct result of multiple employees speaking freely of the overtime uh, requirement for Red Dead Redemption 2, which was first mentioned uh, by Vulture by Rockstar co-founder and vice president of creativity, Dan Hauser. Now, the interesting thing here is that they were working 100-hour weeks and then immediately gained like social media attention, Rockstar employees um we're, we're being forced into what we call crunch time, right? This crazy amount of right. just you work until until it's done. You might you might get paid for it. You probably won't, and but you got to get this done. And it's a very it's just a super negative thing that the industry is trying to work aw- to turn away from. And it looked like almost Rockstar was sitting here bragging about it. They tried to clarify. It didn't go over well, and that's when. Um, th- th- something was happened interesting here at, at Rockstar, which is they have a policy that employees are f- allowed to freely speak to journalists, to the public, whatever. So employees can come out and say, "Yeah, they said it was uh, it wasn't mandatory, but I sure felt like it was mandatory." Right. And so they were allowed to say that, and by them saying that, that's when Rockstar took it and goes, "Oh wow, okay." we clearly have not defined this properly. We're going to change our tune and make sure that everyone knows it's voluntary. So I actually kind of congratulate them on this move because here, you know, I remember last week we were about to have, we were about to cover this topic and just rip Rockstar a new one. And then right before the, our show came live, they, uh, they updated it. Right. And right. we were like, okay, cool. We're not going to roast them. Let's see how this p- plays out. Here we are now a week later saying, wow. Okay. It did clearly look like people thought they had to, if they wanted to keep their jobs or they wanted the opportunity for, to a promotion or what, whatever. Right. But, um, but Rockstar then stepped up and, and really says, no, like, if you think that you're like, we're sorry, here's the new policy in place. Now, now, mind you, this new policy gets put in place after Red Dead 2 is done and about to be delivered here. Yeah. So timing just seems to work out well. But for their next project, obviously, this policy will be in place. Any thoughts on this, Jazzy? I don't. Okay, first off, I want to say I'm I'm all for like people need the ability to just not have it's not like mandatory OT, not cool. 
People have to have the ability to have a outside of life social life. You know, they need to have that separation. It's healthy for for human beings to not be overworked and not have anything you know going on at home outside of it. Like they need that time to rest. They need that time to take their mind off off of work and and be able to you know recoup. But at the same time, I'm going I'm going to take this stand on it, and it might not be the most positive stand, but in this gaming industry, we'll say, this is going to honestly fall down to the development man, the developing management team being very, very, very lucky in saying when their game is going to be released. Because here's the thing, the publishers are going to expect that game to be out on or near that date, and there's always going to be problems that that come up in the development process. So yes, the employees are, you know, being pushed to try to get this game out. Yes, they are working overtime. They're getting paid for it. So you nah, know, we better they, watch. You better they, watch. They were getting watch paid it. for it. Nah. <laughs> First of all, you can go to many oppor- You can go to many, uh, many of these stories and find out that they weren't. They that they weren't. weren't. Paid. True. Um, in this instance, I should say they they were getting paid for it. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, some people might want to be a little, little cautious because if they're not working this OT and they're not getting the game done on done done on time, the publishers could bail. We've seen it happen, and then guess what? You're not getting paid because your game is not getting put out. Yeah, but this is Rockstar. Like if they want to yeah, publish it themselves, right, right. they'll publish it themselves. Like, like I here's the thing. If you want to play that game, like then that's still wrong. Like we should not give publishers that type of power that force people into into a work a work environment that is shitty. And so if 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 that's the problem, then publishers need to be looked at and people need to hold publishers accountable to not put that type of pressure. And it's simple how you don't put that pressure on there. Don't release release don't don't announce release dates way too early where you exactly. where you don't know how many speed bumps are going to hit this production of the game. Yeah, and in the in an industry, it comes down to the, the fans and and the players too, because like we we want information. Like, how many times do we sit here and we're like, just give me a release year. Let me know that you're working on this. Yeah, Metroid Prime Four. When am I gonna get it? Oh, if you say 2021, I'll be happy because at least I know a year. But then if it doesn't come out in 2021, you're pissed. The publishers pissed. The developers feel like they got all this heat on them, and like we we force it almost. Because we want the information, and we we'll basically threaten to give up on these people if they we don't get like promises. I'll say. Well, I don't know if we give up on people because let's be honest. If I didn't know about Metroid Prime Four, would I care about when Metroid Prime Four is coming out? No. Uh, yes and no. No, I you would, you wouldn't care. If there was never, but any... I would have to listen to you bitch every no. year about how there's not a new Metroid game. Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> I, I'm gonna bitch about that anyways. The the whole point I'm making is that if they never tell you about a new Killzone game, you're never sitting there going, when am I getting when? God, how come that new Killzone game hasn't come out? It's it true. doesn't change the fact that you go, I wish there was a new Killzone game. Yeah. Right. And I'm using Killzone because. And I know you know this, but the but the people listening don't. It's one of your favorite games because it's by Gorilla. So, but still, like, if you don't come out and open your mouth in the first place, you are not setting a initial expectation for me to then be disappointed on. You know, like, and hey, it could be honest, something simple for me though. Like, we know that kill the uh, developers at Gorilla are in partnership with um, uh, for another shooter game. 
who was it? I forget. I forgot too, but I do know that. The, yeah, that so about. so they're in partnership with with another shooting developer, developer, and developer, developer, and um, I instantly am like, man, they're making a Killzone game again. They're there. They, they, they probably well are. <laughs> but here's the so difference. So now I'm like, okay, when's it going? <laughs> Here, here's the difference. though. that is the same thing as what they did with with Metroid Prime Four. Is that they have set a a an idea in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Is that Metro Prime 4 showed me a, a logo and then it said in development. That's all it said. And yes, I want more new, want more information, but they didn't sit there and say, it's coming out 2020 and then 2020 comes, it's not there. And 2021 comes, it's not there. It's not Crackdown 3. How about that? Okay? Right. Crackdown <laughs> right. 3 at this point, could, like, I don't know. It's supposed to come out next year, but I already am scared because it was supposed to come out two years ago. So like, but... That's you know I don't want to get too crazy on naming a bunch of random games that have disappointed us or haven't haven't even come out yet. But still, the idea here is like publishers need to calm down, developers need to take their time. Don't run crunch time. You know, um, example Days Gone has pushed themselves another another uh, what three months? Yeah, uh, February, April, yeah, about three months. And so um, you know, and and it. That's fine. It gives them more time to pol- to polish the game. It takes them away from a f- super busy weekend that they shouldn't have competed in, shouldn't even thought of competing in in the first place. And and bottom line is that this team can now f- even make the game better without having to put crunch time in. So I don't know. I'm I, um, definitely pro people getting the time off. So we'll we'll put it that way. And anybody that's like, oh, these people just need to put the. So it's like. You know, one person can be like, "Oh, if they're making a new Killzone game, I want Gorilla to put as much overtime as to give me that game as soon as they can." I would probably say that the person that's saying that probably hasn't worked a lot of OT in their life. If you've worked a lot of OT, you know the toll it takes on you. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean the problem with crunch time with a video game is, and and I want to like, I'm not trying to take away from anyone that works OT because I, I, we know, we personally know people that work a lot of hours. Mm But you've made, but Red Dead Redemption has been worked on for like seven years. Some of this team has worked on this game for seven years. Some of them may want to go put that crunch time in because they want to get this done. But but I mean, some people, you know, like like that is crazy to ask of them when, especially if the if the pay isn't there. But I mean, I don't know, like. If it's your passion and you want to put the time in, then yeah, right. absolutely, it should be it should be voluntary. And, and at the same time, though, you should be able to say, "No, I really need to be at my son's birthday party or something like that this weekend," and not be penalized for it or felt like you're being held back and and losing opportunities because you didn't say yes. That's the part that I, that needs to be clear and cut and just and just make sense. Testonomics has been real quiet. You have anything to say on this? I just I got I got no love for you know for a rock star for when your hands in the cookie jar and you get caught and you all of a sudden oh no that's not it oh but yeah yeah any sort of backpedaling like I've got you know they're gonna get the game on it's gonna be on time it's gonna be as good as it's gonna be like yep. Rockstar does not get any praise for this clarification or they they don't deserve any yeah. sort of a, a second chance yeah I mean it's not like anything's gonna be done but yeah. like they they had a shitty practice and they got called out on it and that just is what it is for them especially yeah. their excuse like well it was scheduled but they could have said no go fuck yourselves. So when you when you put somebody's schedules out, they're 
expecting to work it. Like, but it's weird too. It's it's requesting and scheduling overtime by bosses. Like it was really, it's really like it's very strange how they how they phrase it. That that I kind of was curious how it worked, and then also how randomly the policy of letting people speak openly was revealed all of a sudden. Like, right. all of a sudden, their employees could come out and talk, even though we didn't necessarily hear a whole lot of them say anything before. So. Well, they read. It's it, all just timed. They read, they read an article about riot. That's it, what happened. It's all it's all <laughs> timed kind of perfectly. Again, I'm glad it's going that route, but yeah, it it, it is hard to sit there and sit and, and clap and give the, and praise them. But at least at least we could sit there and say it's a good move, um, as long as it stays that way. All right, topic number two. We have the new Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Treyarch, the developer, has someone, someone in this world has finally done DLC right. And I'm not saying no one's ever done something similar to this in the past, but this has done itself right. League of Legends has done it. But 100% of the proceeds of this DLC, Call of Duty Endowment, will be going to placing U.S. and U.K. veterans into meaningful jobs once they're done with their service. Yes. So, this uh, DLC pack is um, it's pretty simple, right? You, you're going to get uh, it's $5, and dollars 99 and 100% of those pre- proceeds will go to help veterans secure quality careers when they leave military service. Uh, through the in-game purchases, uh, like the Salute Pack, gamers have contributed millions towards our mission of helping veterans transition from military to civilian life. Uh, they, they they go on to say, we are proud and thankful to be partnering with Treyarch uh, on this new pack alongside the highly anticipated release of Call of Duty Black Ops 4. The Call of Duty Endowment is a nonprofit foundation that was started in 2009 by Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick and has helped over 50,000 veterans. A new goal has recently been set for the foundation to secure career placements for 100,000 veterans by 2024. This is uh, a similar pack was released for Call of Duty Black Ops 3 and um it looks like this isn't. I mean, the charity event, the charity company exists. the The success has been here, and you know they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to be stopping anytime soon. But you get some cool stuff. You get some emblems. You're going to get a banner. You get um, a um, a tag, like a graffiti tag for in game, and I believe you get a salute emote uh, yeah. in game. So it you know it's uh it's five bucks. Like if you're playing Call of Duty, pick this up. Help somebody out and uh, support a great cause. I'll be doing it, 100%. This is the greatest thing. Growing up in an Army family, uh, my grandfather was actually placed into employment through a program similar to you know, what this is working towards, and it's super important. Um, these guys are out there fighting for our freedoms on a day-to-day basis, and then they come home and they get treated like crap because they're different or they have you know, less skills life-based skills because they're out there fighting for us or, you know, worst of worst, they have PSD or something like that where there's, like, a, a disability or something holding them back because they need special attention and they, they can't fall into the workplace and, and make a life for themselves outside PT, of PTSD. PTSD, right. Um, so having programs like this that are going to help the people who are legitimately helping us on a day-to-day basis... 
I can't be happier for something like this. Yeah, not to take away from your from your super nice comment, but mm-hmm. it's not a Photoshop file. It's PTSD. PSD. I was like, I recognize that, but that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Has anybody done, I mean, this is just a very, very aggressive way of doing um, a a fundraising, right? So this is essentially a fundraiser via DLC. Have we thought, or is there anybody out there off the top of your head that's done something similar to this? Because like people love these small packs, right? An exclusive emote. Imagine Fortnite came out with an exclusive emote. Everybody who plays the game regularly will buy it. And for five bucks, that's not a that's not a hard, you know, point of entry. Yeah, the last I mean the last one that I can that I think of is the uh Chogoth, Dark Star yeah. Chogoth uh, skin for League of Legends that was for uh, Make a Wish. And and I, was it a hundred percent of proceeds went for that? Yeah. I think I think it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean other other places do it, and and Bungie has done it. Um, the World of Warcraft has done it. I mean, but I don't know. Like, hundred percent of the proceeds is is the key here because having a hundred percent of the proceeds go to something is is rarer to see nowadays. A lot of times, whatever you know, company is putting on the fundraiser is going to take their cut to run the fundraiser. Yeah, and and I mean. To, like, like I don't, I don't want to be like cynical on this side of it, but like, let's be honest. Uh, Call of Duty just broke the record for the fastest selling Call of Duty game of all time, and one, and and potentially is going to be the top sold game again, um, but the, for 2018. So they're making plenty of money, and this is a also. It, I mean, let's be, let's say, tell it what it is. It's a write off, right? Like this is something that the company can go. Cool, we generated millions of dollars to help this cause but we also get to write it off so like there are multiple reasons why things like this happen it doesn't take away from the idea that this is a from the concept that this is a great cause and is a really cool thing you do because you don't have to do it right you could charge five bucks and say that's fine and say 250 it's mine 250 is yours but you didn't so good job yeah and i I don't think i mean there's definitely not much really else for us to say about this no one thinks this is a bad idea right anytime that a company as big as um or, or uh, a juggernaut as big as like Call of Duty is as an overall IP doing something like this for charity, it's it's great, it's awesome. Regardless of what it ends up being, you know, if it's tax write off or just some good press or whatever, it may be fine. It's gonna donate millions of dollars to a very good cause. Um, I just think this, this this becoming something industry standard. Like I'd love to see a Fortnite yeah. answers with something this holiday season. Maybe a you know you get a cool uh, Santa Claus emote where you yeah. throw a thing of, of uh, a bag over your shoulder and you take out different items and that goes to Toys for Tots or something like that. Exactly. I'd love to see something like that happen. Um, but I mean, this is this is this is really cool. Exactly, and like you said, a snowball effect right now would be great to see every game moving forward mm-hmm. just take away from this and keep it going. I like how they tie it into Call of Duty too. Right, like they're giving you a salute emote. They're giving you soldier like emblems and stuff like that. So it's all tying to the fact that you're, they're giving this money to veterans. Yep. All right, uh, it's time to move into the Patreon news topic of the week. Every week, you can vote if you are a patron of ten dollars or more. So this week, our patrons chimed in on two topics: the loser. Day's gone. That's all I'm going to say because they lost. They don't deserve to be talked about. But the winner this week is a collector's edition. And it's not any collector's edition. It's the one that you want. Everybody buys collector's editions. And if you don't, good for you because they're a waste of money. But this one is a lot. 
of a waste of money, and that is because it's eight thousand dollars. <sighs> a it. real collector's edition Devil May Cry Five Ultimate Limited Edition costs eight thousand dollars. Now Did they make one. No, they made more than one. Maybe two. Uh, but cosplay isn't cheap. And you know this, Jazzy, because you have cosplayed in the past. Yep. And Capcom Japan is taking to the next level with Devil May Cry 5 Ultra Limited Edition. Created for the most dedicated Devil May Cry fans, the Ultra Limited Edition comes in three varieties and will set you back as much as $8,000. Uh, this was first reported by Eurogamer. The three versions of the Devil May Cry 5 Ultimate Limited Edition currently sold only by Capcom Japan. Each includes a jacket worn by one of the game's three playable heroes, Nero, Dante, and V. Uh, on the th- of the three, the V version is the cheapest, coming in at $5,300, oh. while the Nero, uh, Nero version costs roughly $6,600, and Dante's red coat, however, costs nearly eight thousand dollars you're only getting the coat that's it these jackets have been sized to match the scale of the characters in devil may cry 5 and have been battle damaged in advance (laughs) in neuro's case uh this means one of the sleeves has been torn off at the elbow all of them are made from genuine leather as well devil may cry releases on xbox playstation 4 pc on march 8 2019 this just I, I, so let me yeah. get hold on let me get this right. If you're not the exact size as the characters are in the game, you're fucked. Yeah, like if I wore this, it'd be dragging on the ground because I'm not like a you know six I'm, foot two right, yeah. like hot looking dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm awful. a troll. So um so, so if you want to wear it and have it fit you, you're gonna to have to get it tailored anyway. Hundred percent. This uh this was reported by Gabe Gerwin of IGN. Um and and this is so Capcom Japan currently, so this is pro- this is only a Japan um look at release so far. So you're gonna to have to import this on top of it. So eight eight thousand dollars and then you're gonna to have to get it here too. So let's be honest, Japan's gonna Japan's gonna hop on eBay and sell this for twelve thousand dollars and people are gonna buy it because they're crazy. Like Here's the thing about this article, right? Cosplay isn't cheap is how it starts. And I'm like, and I agree, okay? Cosplay is not cheap. But cosplay is one thing. For, for the best of the best when it comes to cosplay, it's called you, you're making, you're, you are creating your outfit. You are making this. You're not buying some jacket from Capcom for eight grand to then go out and buy a wig and be like, I'm Dante. No, like you're gonna you're gonna buy a jacket. You're gonna stain it red yourself. You're gonna build. You're gonna add all the all the you know metal facets and all that stuff. And you're gonna just and you're gonna do a good job. Like that's what cosplay is about is creation, not necessarily just going out and dumping a. Okay, there are people out there that go out and just dump money and then say they're a cosplayer. But the but in my opinion, <laughs> the real cosplayer is simply it's the, the person. creator. It's the creator. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I will say when I did my I did a Twisted Fate cosplay from League of Legends, and that cosplay cost me roughly under four grand. But all of the stuff that I bought was from like thrift shops and stuff like that, so I created it all. So that four grand was also the tools I needed in order to create it. So that was a one time like now I have the heat gun, now I have this. So. My next cosplay that I'm going to do is going to cost way less because I already have all that equipment. True, true. 
to to utilize for the cosplay. Yeah, and and they don't say how many. Like this is probably very limited edition. Like I can't imagine they're making a ton of these. I'd be surprised if like, I'd be surprised if they did a thousand each. Like, I could see like a five hundred run, maybe even a two hundred fifty run of each one. Because like they're not. I mean, how many of these are they gonna really sell? That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's crazy. But especially seeing the jacket, it's like I can I can make that for way less than eight grand. Well, I hope so. Like, let's be honest. So can they? They're making a ton of money off right. of this. Uh, so my question: Do you want to go in with me to make these, and then just four thousand dollars piece? Mm, yes, I like that idea. I do. That was my question. To you yeah. sorry, go on with. No, yours. my question is: If there was a collector's edition out there, an ultimate limited edition of something, and, and it could, it doesn't have to be cl- cos. Well, it, it could be cosplay, but it doesn't have to be clothing. Um, and and you could get one thing or a couple things, and it ran you eight grand. Like, is there something out there that you would sit there and say, yes, that is worth my money? Because a hundred percent there is for me. For eight grand, absolutely. Give me an actual size operating sweet tooth ice cream truck. So there you go, eight grand. You could probably that, do that. would be a steal for eight well, grand. Let's be honest. We go find an ice cream truck in in the uh, dump dump or in the, um, <laughs> in what, the junkyard. What, junkyard. There we go. Thank you. We find it in the junkyard. We spray paint it. Throw you know throw some f- lighting on fire in a couple spots, and boom, you're good to go. Man, does anybody want to do this? That cost me, me like two hundred fifty. It cost me two hundred fifty dollars to do that. You just paid me f- how much? Eight grand. If I if I did a side this project. To make sweet tooth man ice cream We're truck, in the who business. would be who would be in with me? That's a good one. Me personally, uh, eight grand. I would I would be one hundred percent in for eight grand for a super limited edition of a Metroid game that gave me a legitimate suit of of uh, Samus' armor. Give you the suit armor, like, and I want the helmet to be like legit, where like you know the visor lights up, and um, you know, but but eight grand. Uh, yeah, I saw the it. technology of like with Stark technologies in it, right? Where you can like no. it's your phone and your no, no. <laughs> if it had built-in Bluetooth, like that wouldn't be that hard. Let's be honest. Like the one thing I think I would really love if you really wanted to take it like that that next level, right? Is you would take the um, the visor, and we've seen these screens that are see-through, but yet they can put some pretty basic uh, designs and numbers and stuff in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen them on the side of PCs at our last, latest conventions. Right. I think it'd be cool. If the visor actually did that, right? And, and then it could you be could super play ju- Metroid on it. No, 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 no. Okay, listen. I'm trying to be semi-realistic here. I think cost-wise, you could do that with the visor, where like I could see like a health bar, and I could see like maybe like a temperature, because you just put a little thermometer, fucking sensor in the helmet, so right. that it gives you a readout, like a little heads-up display, basically. Uh, super basic. That would be the coolest Samus helmet that I've ever seen in my life. So like eight thousand. I mean, my wife would murder me, but I but I'd be I'd be I'd be selling a lot of my stuff right now so that I could add that to my collection. Does Test have an answer as to what he would spend a limited edition that he would spend that type of money on? I don't know if I do. I mean, I like games and I like Nintendo stuff, but it's not like I want you know a, a real Master Sword or you know I I can't think of anything. I mean, like if Star Wars like Battlefront came out with a working lightsaber like that'd be cool <laughs> See, that's fine like, it's fine you can go as far as you want i like the idea of a working lightsaber I, I like that I because you're a weapon guy i've been thinking of like <laughs> <laughs> i've been thinking of like a nintendo game though like what nintendo game has something t- yeah. so iconic <laughs> in grand. it that would be worth eight grand it's not like i can buy a mario flower what that- if eight grand lets you like uh um, let's see this doesn't work because it's not real but let's just say hyrule was real and like eight grand included a trip to go like to the castle but that's not 
that's the problem. I like, <laughs> most of Nintendo stuff is so rooted in fantasy yeah. that you can't. You know, you think of the stuff that is mildly, you know, like Splatoon's got nothing, Mario's got nothing. You know. Okay, so you're what you're, about an no, operation? I, I got it. I got it. You're a huge Zelda fan. Eight grand. There's only let's just say let's say uh, there's only five of them, right? They only make five of these. Okay. Eight grand. You you get the new Zelda game. You get a bunch of cool stuff with it, whatever. But you get to work with Miyamoto and actually develop a part of the of the upcoming game. I probably I just I wouldn't do that because I mean and I have names in it. You're but, literally cemented in the Zelda history. Yeah, but I still don't think it's worth eight grand to me. Okay. You are very what about if you're in the game? They make you. Yeah, then I'm probably gonna die or I'm gonna be some worthless NPC. <laughs> like But you live on forever as an NPC like Robin Williams in World of Warcraft. Yeah, but then again, is that worth Rest eight thousand dollars? I just See, I'm a tangible. I, I like I like I know, things. I know. I like things. So like maybe like if what they about came an out, NES blaster that was just an actual gun? <laughs> I feel like I could <laughs> they, make that. I think for they less. Ha- I think those exist. I don't could they? really make one for a thousand. I'm a hundred percent sure that I that I saw a gun that looks like an NES blaster. So probably not a good gun. But. So here's an idea. It needs to be a limited edition, and maybe they repackage for the Switch. They come out with. Uh, um, the the 3D Zelda's right, so you get a Twilight Princess, you get Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, whatever, and I get a working fierce deity mask. Uh, okay, working, okay. Or if you want to go a bit more realistic, a working Ocarina of Time that can travel. That you can, you can, <laughs> you know. I just we gotta don't, get we gotta get we gotta get Musk in here. We gotta we, we right, can make this happen. Is, is we can make this happen. We can make this happen. Yep. Oh, that was that was a fun question. I'm glad I asked that. <laughs> All right, Patreon. As always, good pick for the news topic. You guys, uh, you guys never let us down. Um, if you want to get involved, you want to influence the show, you do it on Patreon.com/slash/GameZillaMedia. That's where you can go join from as, as low as a dollar and get perks all the way up to $15. Uh, this perk, again, is a $10 perk. You get early access. You get the, the ability to vote on news topics and, and much more. So head on over to the website today and uh, check out what you can get. All right. Topic number four brought to us by Deadite, and then he decided to no-show, so I have no idea why we're even talking about it. But in television, <laughs> is making another system. That's been the show. See you later. <laughs> Listen here. Let me okay, let me give you let me give you some info, okay? This past Saturday, October 20th, Tommy Telrelico gave a speech at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo and announced a brand new console from Intellivision called Amico. I am a huge into uh, in, yeah, I can't even say it. I'm not. I lied. I lied. I am not a fan. Uh, but anyways, Intellivision um Why? (laughs) The announcement is definitely an early one as the council is not due to the release to be released until October 10th of 2020. I don't think that's an early one. You announce it. That's, I mean, yeah, you're what, two years away? That's not not a terrible announcement. That's not. I mean, for Intellivision, it might be, but like if Sony did this or or Nintendo did this, I wouldn't be like thinking, whoa, too early. Anyways, I'm not done yet. Um, it was an hour-long video that happened at this uh, at this retro event, and they did tell us a lot of interesting facts, right? So I'm gonna bullet point some of this as far as the what we can expect from this weird device. Um, 
Tommy went on to basically talk about four pillars of Intellivision. Simple, affordable, family, fun. Modern controllers um, are too complicated. Console control menus are so complicated. Uh, and he references PlayStation 4 as an example. Um, Amico is Italian for friend. Okay. And let's just get into some of the other interesting things. Controllers for this thing, right? And again, if you're watching us live on Twitch, there's some, uh, again, um, assumption. And I don't think we've actually seen anything that's official. Yeah. But this is a, this is just a fan an ideal create, an, an ideal picture yeah. of what it could so look like. So controllers for this thing, first of all, are going to have wireless charging built into the controllers. Uh, they're going to be wireless, Bluetooth, gyroscope, speakers, and a microphone in the controller. Up to eight controllers could connect to one console. And there will be a free app for your phone that will allow you to use your phone as a controller so that you don't have to buy eight controllers if you have that many people that are actually interested in playing this thing. All games are E for everyone. No violent games on this system. No 3D games on this system. 2D only. The game prices will range from $2.99 all the way up to $7.99. Uh, that's why he wanted us to talk about it. And they will only be download download only. Um, there will be limited edition physical games as well for those people who want something to collect. Um, there, uh, They will have a tournament play capability. And consoles will be sold for the range of $150 to $180. Updated original Intellivision games will be made, but with simple controls, updated graphics, updated audio, added levels, and of course, multiplayer. So, also they will be remaking Atari classics like Pong, and uh, remade versions will be exclusive to the Intellivision Am Amico. Amico, whatever you Amico. Want to call it. Amico. Um, the system will have 20 brand new games, and again, this system will come out October 10th, 2020. So, who's excited for Intellivision? Amico. M me? For $150, will you buy this thing? Absolutely not. Um, so but you're I about to spend $100 <laughs> on a PlayStation 1 Classic that only has 20 games with no expansion. That's true, but I've also played the PlayStation 1. <laughs> I um <laughs> immediately when I read this article I was kind of like man what what do I talk about with this cuz I personally have never played the Intellivision never never played it so I called my dad for reference it's like a good reference it's a good hey, reference this was your time period did you ever play this system and he said that his buddy growing up had it but they rarely went over and played it because my dad they'd all come over to his house cuz he ended up and, and I quote him on this, said he spent a lot of money on the Atari 2600. Oh, your dad was cool, and your dad's friend was not cool. Correct. Got it, got it. And, it's uh, like you. You were the Sega <laughs> kid. I was a Nintendo kid. Cool, not I'm just kidding. Right. I like Sega. And it, it, I was like, so what did you guys play more? And he said the Atari because it was so much better, and it had way cooler games. He said that the <laughs> television didn't last long, and it, it short-lived, and it was gone. And then Atari just kind of took off from there, and then it went into the, you know, NES and stuff like that. Um, but the the funny part about this is it got me thinking. I was like, you spent a lot of money on your Atari Twenty Six Hundred, 
And I like looked it up and it was like $199. And I was like, $199. That's not, that's not that much money, dad. And then I was like, oh wait, I adjusted for inflation. So I hopped on the old Google. I got a calculator and I realized that he spent $199 on it. Now in 2018, that system would cost $847 and 16 cents. Yeah, big difference. So he spent a lot of money, which made me dip into the whole inflation thing, and I was like, sadly, like, oh god, what would it be like to be living back when my dad was my age? So I did a little bit of digging, and when my dad was my age, gas was sixty-five cents a gallon. A car, on average, would cost you four thousand three hundred and seventeen dollars, and a home would cost you, on average. $58,473. Now, yep. in 2018, at my age, same averages, gas is two seventy nine a gallon, a base model average car, $16,353, and a home for the area of Detroit, Michigan, $118,000. Yep. Yep. Now, <laughs> now let me just have the money that I make now, but live in but the past. But live in the past, yeah, there exactly. You there you go. Uh, so that was my blast in the past. I want to have to say about Amico, which is nothing, and I was looking up the inflation prices. I, I find this interesting in the sense of why. Like, I kind of want to go talk to Tommy and be like, why? Like, what made you think now is the time to bring in television back? And and I get Intellivision had a run, and even though Atari was the popular one, Intellivision was there for quite a while as just that number two slot. But I I just don't get it. Like, is it really because Atari is out there trying to do something that we also don't believe in? Is it really say, because all these classic out these classic consoles that are coming out? Like you you see you see opportunity. I just don't know. Like the problem is is marketing and branding and just and just honestly the the industry not the industry, the fan base, right? Is that ki- kids and even like even people our age, our, people my age and younger, I have so little connection to Intellivision that now that it's coming out, I don't care. And I'm a gamer. I just, I talked earlier about how many games I have in my collection. Like I like to collect stuff. I probably, I actually not probably, I have an Intellivision in the original box. I've never hooked it up because I don't care, but I have one because of collection and this thing, I just don't, I'm just like, eh, you know, I'll wait until it just, until it fails. It's, uh, you know, 60 bucks, 50 bucks on the shelf and I might grab one, but like, I don't, I don't see myself being like, and this is the same thing with the Atari too, unfortunately, is I just do not see myself being like, oh yeah, I need another platform to play games on when Sony's dominating, Microsoft's do- you know, is here as, as a big one, Nintendo's on the comeback and, 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 and doing a great job. So like, is there really room for this fourth guy to slide in and say, yeah, well, we're not 3D, we're only 2D, we're only eight up to $8 per game, and like... And let and the stuff you're gonna bring in, like who's going to bring an exclusive game to you, you know that, where like who's gonna bring that to you when they can go over to Sony <laughs> and have and have an infrastructure of eighty million plus systems. It's got to be two D rated for everybody. Yeah, like, like <laughs> I just I just don't understand what the market is for this thing. Um, you know, the only thing I can sit there and say, if you're making it for 150 bucks, hopefully your manufacturing cost is nothing because you're not putting a lot of power into this thing from the sounds of it. So 
maybe if you don't sell a lot of them, you're still yeah. making re- you're still making profit off of them. I don't know. I think I don't the timing's understand off. And all- There's no timing for this. You're no, getting- I think I think the timing's completely off on this. Right? They're 15 years too late. I well, think if yeah. they were to create, like, if Atari and, and television were to create this 15, 20 years ago, when our parents were still, like, we're up and coming, Sony's getting big, Microsoft's getting big, we're becoming gamers, then our parents can say, hey, this is the system that I grew up with, you should try this and have that blend of, like, your parents' uh, style of gaming versus our style of gaming and be able, being able to bring those two together and merge them, but I think they missed their mark by like 15, 20 years. Like they can't, guess what? My dad doesn't give a crap about gaming now. Yeah, and I mean, there are people that are older than us that care about gaming still, but I just, like, if that's your if that's your demographic, if that's what you're aiming for, like, that's not good either. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you, like I just don't see where this is actually going to work. I mean, Tess, do you have any input on this at all for the television? Not really. This is as relevant as, you know, like a Philips CDI classic coming out, <laughs> which was just announced earlier today. Really? I'm not, I'm not kidding. You're, you're kidding. I'm not kidding. You swear. The, the, the Philips announces the CDI classic mini game console earlier today with Zelda's Adventure, Hotel Mario, Zelda the Wand of Gamelon, Link the Faces of Evil, and uh, a visit to Sesame Street Numbers. And I was hoping that this was uh, the Onion article, and this was just some sort of weird satire, uh, but it, it does not seem to be. So, if you wanted to be on the ground floor of that announcement, make sure you join our Discord. The, so the I'm not so gonna lie, I'm more interested in that than I am this. Than, than I will play. I will play the Wand of Gamelon. Just, just, uh, just. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm more interested in that than the television, and that's 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 bad. All right. Um, <laughs> I have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, even the PS One Classic, right? I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna play a couple games and I'll be like, man, these did not age well. I'm not super like hype about this. And then I'm gonna like take that system and like put it on a chain and be like gamer flavor flav for Halloween next year. And I like that. I'd, I'd be down to see that. Yeah. All right. That. <laughs> That's been our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, visit gamesillamedia.com. Check out the blog. Read stuff from all of our members covering everything from indie games to AAAs, even getting into the film industry. We cover a lot of stuff on the website, so don't miss it. Don't miss our YouTube channel with all sorts of clips from this show, Craig WK Long Plays, all sorts of stuff going on on YouTube. So um, I'm going to slide it over for a quick announcement from Testonomics, and um, he's looking at me confused. I don't know if he wants to do it this week. So the announcement is that let's make sure everybody's ready for an announcement coming very soon. Unless you were talking about the GameZilla Media stream team. Both of those work. To which we can talk to, uh, yeah, GameZilla Media stream team, twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media. Make sure you're following us here, not only for the live show every single Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but also to see the GameZilla Media stream team live in action. That has myself, Testonomics, playing whatever the Switch can sell me today. It's got Matrick on stage just absolutely killing the game and everything Final Fantasy. Grimlock the Dino will eventually beat Guacamelee 2. Deadite Knight is trying his best to not poop his pants while he's playing 
Friday the 13th, and Spectre XV recently got gold one in ranked League of Legends, which is still trash. So you can find everybody at GameZillaMedia.com. At the top of the page, you will see a stream team link, or just follow us here at twitch.tv slash GameZillaMedia to see when anybody is streaming. And look forward to a very special announcement, probably not next week, probably next week, about something very, very interesting and special that GameZilla Media is doing this holiday season. So as a little bit of a teaser here, because I wasn't expecting to talk about it, so I don't have anything planned yet, but coming very, very soon. Make sure you're watching us live next week as we debut a very special video. Very special. I'm very excited. Big announcement. Do not miss it. All right. Let's get into some muster bust. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Muster bust. That's right. Wait, get me out of here. What are you doing? Why are you in my spot? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm running the muster bust this week. All They're right, all a bust. Don't let me down. Go ahead. Go. End of muster bust. <laughs> <laughs> You're not That's even ready. End of the game's little podcast. There oh, right. oh, you want to know? Okay, so home. here's what's coming out uh, this week that uh, is no, the only thing that we no, care about. No, do not ruin <laughs> my bit. Yeah. All right. I'd like to see him ruin the bit. Okay, fine. You know what? It's yours. Okay, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's the only you thing coming don't, out. You don't lean with... It's the only thing that there you is. You don't lead with that. This is why I don't give you my segments. Oh my goodness, you have to start with Just Dance 2019 because it's the GOAT, and then you slide <laughs> on over to Nickelodeon Kart Racers, slide on down to the iPhone release of Stardew Valley. Oh. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. For I put, you. I put 30 hours into that in, a, like, in seven days. Exactly. Now you could do it at work. I can finally uninstall Merge Dragons. Right. Then you slide right over to Windjammers coming out on the Nintendo Switch. That's a must, and we can finally all uninstall Disc uh, Disc Jam because mm -hmm. this is a game we mm -hmm. wanted anyway. Yeah. Then I guess you're okay with saying Red Dead Redemption 2, one of the biggest releases that everyone's waiting for. So there you go. I taught you how to do it. Next time, do not let me down. Got it. Gosh. Was that it for Must or Bust? Yeah, we're just doing it quick. Those were all musts. I mean, Just Dance, must. Nickelodeon Kart Racers, absolute must. Bass Pro Shops, the Strike Championship Edition, must. Wait, that's on the Switch? Do I want a fishing game for the Switch? So it's important to it. note that the... Who makes Stardew Valley? Is that the whatever fish? Cuttlefish um, or whatever. That's not Stardew Valley, is it? Indie developer Eric Baroon. Bar yeah, totally who I was expecting Under it the to studio be. name Con uh, Concerned Ape. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what oh, I was Chuckle thinking. Oh, Chucklefish, uh, digitally published by Chucklefish. Okay, that. Okay, so I knew there yeah, was something you were, with the you fish. Were onto it, you were on to it. Um, that they actually have retooled this game for touchscreen controls. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just let's mimic a mouse click with you know with touchscreen. They've actually redone the game, redone the the UI to make this is something that is actually super consumable on your phone. Is there a price for that? Uh, I don't. I'm on my list. I do not have a price. I don't think. I'm just real curious. That's, Sorry. That's like, but I got so far in my on my farm on my Switch, though. I know, you gotta start all over. And like, do I want to start all over? Like, I could play, but then I'll never play my Switch. This is true. This is a problem. It's a big problem. If anybody out there has ever, if they ever got into Animal Crossing, or into uh, Harvest Moon, or into any of the Sim games, this is wild. 
if you've never played Stardew Valley, like this is the time to get it. Um, because there's no, you can't do anything wrong. There's no wrong thing you can do. Like you, you just you wake up, you do your day's work, you go to bed, and you just repeat forever. There's yeah, no I just time stop limit. playing this game. I was putting way too much time in it. Yeah, yeah, you it's, yeah. It's, it's, scary. It's, it's one of those games I just lose myself to. I remember sitting, simulation games. I remember after I got this, I went to a wrestling event downtown. And I think I want to say it was the Joe Louis Arena at the time. Either way, I remember I was I was driving with Five Mile Rick, and I brought my Switch because I'm like, I just got to check my farm. That parking garage is going to take a little bit. You know, we're going to be sitting in the parking garage for like 20, 30 <laughs> minutes. Like, I can get through two days in Stardew Valley. Like, I have yet to bring a game. There's not been another Switch game that I've had to play everywhere. God, this is this is a big problem. There you go. Well, it's a must, and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be a must for many people. It's uh, only $7.99 for the full game with no microtransactions. There you have it. Shit. Absolute must. GG, that's like for that's test. like a full blown Amico Thankfully, game. Thankfully, I do not have an iPhone, so I cannot have. I don't have to worry about it <sighs> yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming soon to Android. Yeah, as always. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, well, well. Test loses his mind. We're gonna move into some emails. The FBI has just sent a letter to Bezos informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading emails from GameZillaMedia.com. Ooh, yeah, this is where you send in emails to info at GameZillaMedia.com. We pick some emails, not all of them, because Deadeye is just not a nice person. And then we read them and answer them to our best ability, which is piss poor at best. So, let's get into it. I'm going to read the first one. We're going to let Jazzy finish it off with the second one. If you do not hear your email, we are saving it. It will be read eventually, most likely from Deadite himself, which is better than me reading it or Jazzy reading it. So just be proud that we didn't waste your question today with our ugly mouths. Okay. <laughs> now that I got that out of the way, that, that was just, that was like the warning. I was right? wondering like this, if you were ever like, going to stop. This, I was this like... may cause cancer. Like that's basically <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. So uh, my the first question, and for the people that we are reading your questions, I'm sorry. Okay. First question, <laughs> Scott Willis. Hey, guys, it's your boy, Dirty Dylan. <laughs> He's back. No. It's and his Poo- name's Scott for some reason. <laughs> I thought Poo- it was Dylan. <laughs> yeah. It's Poolavision, and he wants to, with Pokemon Let's Go coming out soon, I have one serious question. Is Psyduck really the best Pokemon? There's a simple answer. Absolutely. He won the tournament. There was no issues, no random false votes, no dead people voting. It was all legit. Psyduck, the king of Pokemon. That's not true, and I wish Deadite was here to defend this. You guys just got on the meme of what if Psyduck wins this whole thing? Was it was it Chops or was it Jazzy? It was oh no, person. I wasn't involved in this so at it was, all. It was you. It was you, Chops. Yeah. And like they got it was Chops. They got yeah. wrapped up in the meme. Like I think at one point Deadite was like, "Oh man, Psyduck's gonna win this, isn't he?" And then you guys were like, "Well, maybe." And it's like next round Psyduck. Next round Psyduck. And like man, he's not even the best. I remember when he beat Gengar. Yeah. And like you, you could hear the moment where Deadite's heart broke. Yeah, 100%. And, like, it hurt me as a legitimate Pokemon fan to watch you and Chops, you frauds, run away with that Let, entire I mean, entire let's be honest. The, the vote was the most accurate vote in the history of the voting system. I mean... That's not true. And, and what happened was my Pokemon got knocked out really early. 
So at that point, I just rode whatever Chops was going to do, and I was appreciating the fact that Chops was giving was making it hard on Deadite since Deadite went against my Pokemon initially, and there you have it. It's called it's called payback's payback. a bitch. Yeah, payback's a bitch, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's stupid. all right. Let's give. Let's Psyduck is the king. So are we and then, will forever be the king until we redo this voting system? So are we then answering this question? Or are we moving on? No, we're answering this. All right, Scott what Willis. The, what is the best Pokemon? Is that the question? That's a, that's a super like loaded like. How about what is our favorite Pokemon? Man, that's even a rough one. I got a top six. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I have a top six. Uh, my, I mean, my current one is, is uh, and, and it's just kind of like refreshed because of this community day, is Metagross. Like, I, uh, I'm just a huge fan of this Steel Psychic Pokemon that looks really cool. Um, I, I, I mean, to be honest, it's a penis in the beginning, so it's a really lame Pokemon that evolves into something really cool. So I love the trend. I love it's one of my favorite Pokemon to evolve because of how cool it gets from such a basic from lame, humble beginnings. Yeah, humble beginnings where a lot of Pokemon tend to be. I, I like them in their first form more than I do as they evolve. So this is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I, I, and that would be my pick. Jazzy's would be Dratini and Tess. Nope, nope. <laughs> nope. God, this is good. Listen, Scott Willis clearly has listened to us for a long time. For him to even say, is Psyduck really the best Pokemon? So he will Nutto understand. Nutto is the best. He will understand when I say, if you go a couple episodes, I don't remember if it was before this or a couple episodes after this Psyduck episode. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, like, <laughs> Snorlax is a motherfucking pin. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's more ripped than you. Snorlax, Snorlax is, is a- saving all the Pokemon. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do like me some Snorlax. That's why I have a two hundred dollars Snorlax beanbag. We gotta get that clip on the soundboard. That is a yeah. But Snorlax is more ripped than you. We gotta go back and pick out some some of these like uh, some of these clips. Like I like I said, I just found your Legend of Zelda. Uh, the Star Fox Metroid Prime Federation yep, Force that one. The, clip. the Star Fox clip. Yeah, we gotta get some of these on these boards. All right, uh, let, we need the answer from Tess though. If I had to pick my favorite... Yes, you're one. And I, I think it's going to be my favorite as of now, because it's That's hard fair. to like let's project. say that like you I, could make one Pokemon become alive and be your Pokemon. See, that's that's a whole nother I question. Think cha- I think because now you have the me. utility. Like, okay, I want Arceus. It's God. Like, I wanted to do all sorts of God things. You know, that, that's not what I want. If I had to pick one <laughs> as my favorite, well, like if you could pick one for real, you'd want something that could fly or something that could do something usable in real life, right? Yeah, true. But not necessarily your favorite, just the one with the most utility. I think my favorite right now. I've always been a fire type person. And I've always kind of liked Ghost as a secondary like thing. So I think my favorite right now is the Alolan Marowak. Okay. Because I liked Marowak a lot in, yeah, in yeah. Red and Blue and just Gen 1. But I didn't like ground-type Pokemon. Just, 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 man, like, they're just right. not me. Right, right. So now they got a Fire Ghost. Yeah. He's spinning a little thing. Yeah, he's sweet. And he could still use the, uh, if you get the Bone Club item, it still just jacks his attack through the roof. <sighs> through the roof. Through the roof. All right. Well, thank you for your Take question. Take notice for your... Ultra Moon. Thank you for your question, Pula Vision. Yeah. Uh, Jazzy, take it away. Let's. let's Our next question is from Player One Miggy, and he says, "Hey guys, I have a saucy two banger for you, Ooh. but he will keep it short. One, how close to the release window should a developer announce their title to the public? So, question: <sighs> Are they re- are they releasing it with a date? Like." How- 
you know, there's a difference between, you know, Nintendo saying Metroid's coming soon. Or Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime yeah. 4 is coming, period. Right. Or, so let's do both. Or if they were to say Metroid Prime is coming June 2019. Like, those are two completely different yeah. reveals. So, I mean, my thing is, how like, I read this, how close to the release window. So we, so we have a release date. So we have to have some sort of information about it. Yeah. Should a developer announce their title, though? But if they have a release date, they already announced it, you know? So yeah. I guess my whole thing here is, like, if you're going to announce a game, do it do it like you did Metroid Prime, where it's just in development. Leave it, leave it ghosting out there, and then as far as when you should actually show me gameplay and give me a date, I mean, I honestly I'm comfortable if it's in the same calendar year. If you tell me something and I and I can get it the same year, I'm pretty comfortable. I start to get bothered by things like Last of Us 2 where we keep getting clips and we keep getting yep. we keep talking yep. about it and we have no idea when it's coming out and I just to me that bothers me. But in the same way, if you're going to be super aggressive and say, "Yeah, you're going to get it this year, but because of it it gets delayed 3 times, days gone." I'm looking at you. Um then that's not okay at the same time. So be ready. At this, you yeah. know? My answer is you have two E3s. Your first E3, two years out, you tell me about your game and say, coming soon. The next E3, you give me gameplay and tell me when I'm going to get it within the next year. If it hits a third E3, I've completely forgotten about your game because I'm worried about all the other games that have come out. Unless you're Gorilla, he loves you forever, he will wait forever. See, I really like the six-month window that Nintendo seems to be doing. Like, hey... We've got, you know, this Yoshi game you haven't seen before. Oh, Yoshi's a real bad example because that one that's one that they did drop the ball on recently. But it's like, hey, we got this game. Look at it. You'll get it in three months. Oh, look at this game. You'll get it in five months. I have enjoyed what they've done for, like, for you, the most part. You don't have as much time to build anticipation and, like, have that, that want. Because we had, what, E3 is when we got Smash Brothers for the first time, wasn't it? This E3? Oh, yeah, because it was the entirety of E3 was Smash mm-hmm. Brothers. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, maybe a little bit out of the six-month window, so... I guess, yeah, maybe a, maybe a calendar year. I don't need the same calendar year, because if they reveal something in October... Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a year from a the... Y- yeah, you're right. That's yeah. true. If it's a late... Re- if, like, it's, if they announce something next month at the Video Game Awards, right. I'm not expecting it out before December right. 31st. Mickey does bring up a good point answering his own question. Like, everybody... Like, that Fallout 4 kind of release. Like, oh, it's going to be available soon as hell. Okay, so here's the deal. That is that a draws really... That super hype. That was a really cool release, but right. name four other games that did that. Right. Okay, like that is that doesn't it's not normal, and the fact that nine times out of ten, if a company's going to do that, it's going to result in a delay. Period. I just don't want a delay. Yeah, like that's my thing. Like that's if, the big thing. If, you, if, a- if they were to come up and you know at E three and Nintendo says Metroid Prime Four coming in twenty twenty. Okay, yep. fine. I get that that because that wasn't this year. That would have been 2017's E3. But like, all right, well, we've got three years. Yeah. I mean, we know not to then have that anticipated for three yep. years. We can wait. Yeah. You're not going to see it at 2018 E3. You might see it at 2019 E3. Yeah. You'll probably see it at 2020 E3. Like, and let's be I honest, will say if, Nintendo if does went, it good. If you know you pad it that way, and if things go well in 2019, you come into video the video the video game awards, and you go, hey, you know what? Surprise! Metroid comes out six months early. Yeah. Then guess what? I'm sitting here like losing my mind because I was already projected out further. That I almost think companies should look at that padding and that sense of like, oh, oh, you say you're going to be done October 2019. Okay, we're going to tell everybody February 2020. 
People and when don't we think get like that, though, and yeah. when we get closer to October, if you're still on track, we'll make that announcement. If you're not, you have that padding. Like I just I don't yeah. get yeah. it. Yeah. Right, what's I that think second? That, oh. well, I think Nintendo does a really good job at that, where they'll be like spring 2019. Because if they tell me a game's coming out on March 20th, 2019, when that day comes up and they have to delay it, I'm upset. Whereas like. If they say spring, it could easily go into May, June, and I'll kind of forget about it. Like, oh, yeah, this game is still, you know, well, it's yeah, coming out they soon. They don't lock it down to a month, per se, right. yeah, sometimes. All right, what's the next part of Second this? Second part is, how long should gamers keep their interest in a title if it keeps getting delayed? I mean, this is a tough call. I, I think for me, it comes down to my interest in the, I mean, for most people, yeah. I think it comes down, it comes down to, down to the, the game. interest interest in the game. So, like, example, Metroid, I will, o- I will always be interested. Like, if you have something to tell me, even if it's a delay, I'm interested in finding out. Where, again, I keep going back to this, but the recent delay of Days Gone, I literally ask people, do you even care about this game anymore? Because I don't. Like, I've, I've moved on. You know, by the time this game comes out in April, think about what we're, what people will have by April of next year. Think about the games you will have in your inventory. Just counting, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 that you're going to have already, Fallout 76, Anthem, Division 2, Devil May Cry 5, like, and I'm missing games. Like, I, I know I'm missing games. Crackdown 3, actually, there's another one. Like, th- there's a bunch of games that you're already going to have that when... Days Gone, a brand new IP that, like, let's be honest, has been showing us that they can't seem to hit dates. To me, it's just kind of like, well, you're not The Last of Us. Even though you don't want to be called a zombie game, you're a zombie game. You're not The Last of Us. You're not really anything. I've kind of lost faith in you for a game that I necessarily wasn't even that excited for in the first place. So you're going to have to do a hell of a job at launch now to regain my interest where I'm going to be interested in paying full price for your game. Doesn't mean I might not pick it up when it goes on sale, but I just, I'm already lost. To me, it doesn't matter as much as how much it gets pushed back, but what's coming out in between mm-hmm. when I was supposed to get it and when I do get it. So let's yeah. say, for example. Because you plan, you plan your... You're year out half the time. Kind of, but then I look at the eShop every Thursday and I go, oh, I yeah. can just buy this right now. But that's a problem. Ooh, oh, Dark Souls is only 40 bucks. Why don't I just buy it for 40 bucks? What's 40 bucks? But that is an issue for that game that gets delayed because you're like, well, I have three games before that game, and then you end up with six games before that game, and then it gets delayed, and you're like, well, now I have nine games before that game comes out. Right, like I'm super excited to play Pokemon Let's Go, right? I'm going to give it its yeah. full chance. I'm probably going to play, you know, I'm going to have 40, 50 hours into it without a problem. But if for some reason it got delayed and now Smash Brothers comes out first, right? Am I going to pick up Pokemon on day one? Yeah. But am I going to grind it? Am I going to play an entire weekend's worth when I'm like, oh, you know, maybe so-and-so will come over and I'll play some Smash Brothers? Probably not. Like, I will, it will take a back seat to something that comes out. So I think, once again, in my case, it's always Nintendo games. Nintendo does a good job at pacing their stuff out. So if they were to trip and they were to stumble, now I've got games out of order and I'm no longer getting, I'm not no longer playing like in the mental order that I want to play these games. So, um, I mean, I guess that's maybe that's why this one other reason why I just like Nintendo so much is because like they don't make me have to now like Dark Souls is a great example. Now that wasn't Nintendo's fault, right? They, that's not a first party game. Dark Souls was on my absolutely going to buy this summer list. And then it got pushed back to fall. And I'm like, I don't. I want to play it in, in May. I want to play it in June. I don't I don't want to play it in fall. I have enough stuff in fall, so that game's probably just never going to get purchased by me. 
you know, and, and that's just the way it is because I had nothing to play in the window it was coming out, and now yeah. I do. Yeah, that's exactly is that that particular game, though you may not be in love with a Dark Souls game, it had a window that fit for you, and the second it fell out of that window, it's lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to spin off of both uh, what these guys are saying, uh, to break down the question, it says, how long should gamers keep their interest in a title? Very short. All right, because if a game gets delayed, there's so many games that are going to be out in that time period from when this game actually comes out that you should just be more interested in and want to try that when this game finally does come out, depending on how long the delays are, you're either going to pick it up or you're not. And you're going to be pleasantly surprised that it's super good or you're going to be slightly less disappointed that you forgot about it and because it's bad, you know? Yeah, I mean... I, I I agree, but at the same time, there's certain games that just like for me. How many how many delays have we gone through with Crackdown Three? And because I have a history with the with the Crackdown franchise uh, and Crack, I just really want that game. So like when it comes out February twenty second, I still am like I'm still holding that thought of like yeah, I'm gonna pick it up, but I'm also gonna pick up Anthem, and Anthem's gonna get all my attention right out the gate. But Crackdown will be there for that day when it's like I want to fire up my Xbox and I want to play something that is that I that in the past I really enjoyed. So, I it's tough for me because I feel like Crackdown Three should be lost. If if we follow your your idea there, I should have gave up on it a long time ago. But I right. but I can't. So it really does come down to but the personal the personal connection to that game. Like some people waited seven years or ten years or twenty five years for the Last Guardian. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. Test didn't care about it. But there are people out there that really were happy that they finally got to play that game. So it is. It's personal, and that's that's a hard question to answer. Yeah, very. I hard. guess it comes down to interest too. Like. You know, how many times were you thinking about the delay and how interested you are in Crackdown 3 when you were playing Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Zero. So, like, zero, your interest kind of Zero, but you know what's funny? I played... So, here's the, here's the funny part, though. I played Spider-Man, and, uh, and certain aspects of that game, I go, man, the reason I like this is because it's like Crackdown. Because it's like Crackdown, right. I mean, that Crackdown okay. was that first okay. open world collect things and 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 power up and that's what so many of these games has grown off of crackdown kind of was one of the first to do that in such a fun way that when anytime i find a game like batman arkham um um oh my god arkham arkham knight was arkham the last knight one was played. the last one yeah uh where i got obsessed with with all the um extra things i could do or spider-man which i platinum platinumed like there it's all thanks to my history with crackdown and crack <sighs> Thanks, guys. Game on. That's emails. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, the end of his email. Thanks, guys. Game on. That's not the end of the show. Although it could be. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Game on. <laughs> probably should be. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you remember, you can always send in your emails to info at gamezillamedia.com. If you come up with a good question, don't wait for Deadeye to go call out in the Discord. Send it in. Send one in right now. Start banking them. Start making Deadeye make difficult choices on which emails to read. Yeah. Start filling that inbox. Fill it. All right. <sighs> Anything else, Jazzy? Anything special that you need to talk about? No, I'd like to uh, talk about 
patreon.com slash gamezilla media once again you can go there your contribution goes to the continued support and growth of gamezilla media so go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media start your patronage today i recommend the ten dollar level so you can get those emails read and get those votes in for what we're gonna talk about on the show and all the other great stuff you get that's right uh, if you enjoyed this show, there are plenty of great podcasts coming out from Gamesla Media. Shows like The Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, The Last Action Podcast, and Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. These are all shows coming out every week at GamesLaMedia.com. You can listen to all these shows on all podcast subscription apps like iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Podbeam, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Please rate us. Give us five stars. Hit that heart. Leave a comment. And please, please, please hit the subscribe button. And tell all your friends. That's right. And then, again, don't forget about our YouTube, our stream team, GameZillMedia.com, where we have one of the best blogs out there covering video games from the indie scene all the way to AAA and film, TV, all sorts of cool stuff. So, all right. Well, this has been episode 230 of the GameZill Podcast. Thank you for hanging out. And until next time, game Game on. on.